Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of Sector Two. In today's show, I talk to Avery Hage of, uh, well, uh, I guess Twitter. <laughs> um, Avery and I, uh, we both have a shared appreciation of stats, um, especially in motorsports, and we talk about that um, for a lot of the episode. Uh, but we also talk about Avery's uh, Twitter history of being an energy drink review man. Um, <laughs> it's a fun conversation. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the third episode of Sector 2. Today I am joined by Avery Hage, um, who you may know from Racing Twitter. Uh, Avery, thanks for being here today. Oh, you're welcome. Glad <laughs> <laughs> to be here. Um, so you're a numbers guy. Uh, I feel like we both kind of identify with that at some uh, level. According to your Twitter bio, you're a 26-year-old motorsports fanatic who posts cool stats sometimes. Uh, so, or what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first, and uh, I think the most obvious question here is, what is your favorite stat category, and why is it the performance and equal equipment rating? <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, that's a cool one. Um I don't know. I mean, I don't have a favorite stat category, I guess. Um, I do like to post that one a lot, probably because, I don't know, it's just kind of unique. I mean, yeah. like anyone can look up like, you know, wins, top fives, top tens, like the baseline stats. And those are, right. those, those are cool. But I mean, peer, it's not a perfect stat, but, you know, no, no driver should be evaluated by one stat, right? So, right. Um, but still, I mean, like, it's, yeah, I just think it's cool, honestly. Um, yeah. But I think that there's, like, you can do more than what peer offers, I guess. And so what we were yeah. trying to do, actually, was come up with, like, a stat that, like, evaluated drivers right. based on, like, their equipment. But we couldn't quite figure out a good formula for it. So right. I guess in the meantime, right, here's yeah. all we have right now. Yeah, that was kind of like, we were kind of working on that early summer. And then uh, my schoolwork kind of caught up with me. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to try to develop something, uh, like that to evaluate. So like, no matter how, uh, perfect or not perfect peer is, um, it's kind of filling that void and there's nothing better. I don't think that, uh, is in that space really. Uh, yeah, not, not at this point. Yeah. I think I like, uh, peer is kind of interesting. Um, I, I, I was subscribed to David's stuff for a while and, um, I like a lot of that stuff that he's posted. Uh, David Smith, Motorsports Analytics, that's who I'm uh, talking about right now. He does um, a lot of the peer investigating. Um, but um, I really like the stats that go beyond just like average finish, uh, which I think is kind of like how I first got into a lot of racing stats was like looking at that kind of thing. And then you can look at, well, what caused the average finish to be this way? Like, what's the cause? What's the effect? And that's ultimately the problem. Well, not really a problem, but that's kind of what the whole debate is in sports and with stats is what, what's the cause and what's the effect? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to just say the number, but the real analysis is the story behind the number. Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, do we want to explain <laughs> Uh, oh, what peer actually is? Yeah, so, I guess we should we should do that instead of just yeah. people are like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah, um, yeah. And I have explained it a couple of times, um, and it's really not super complicated at all. Um, 
it, first of all, it stands for production and equal equipment rating. And all it does is just take a driver's race for salt and then handicap it with their equipment based on like mm -hmm. timing and scoring data. So that's literally, that's it. Um, mm -hmm. And there's, it goes into a proprietary formula and spits out a number. So it's a, yeah. yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, it's a pretty good assessment of it. Mm -hmm. Um so how um how do how did you go okay, well I guess I'll rewind here. So when mm -hmm. did you start to get like into racing just generally? I would say um probably like the mid two thousands when mm -hmm. I got into NASCAR. Because I went mm -hmm. had a PS two and I played like NASCAR twenty two thousand three. Ah yes. and watched like you know, oh gosh, like NASCAR adrenaline. Um, mm. That was like a cool, like highlight mix kind of sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even before that, like, I remember playing a like cart slash indie car game uh, for the PC in like the late 90s. Oh. So like even then, like, you know, and I've always been into cars, right? So I mean, I feel like that oh. was just like a natural progression for me to just like hmm. go from cars you know, to racing. So, yeah. So how do, um, let's, let's go to the next step. So how does it go from somebody playing NASCAR Thunder 2003 to somebody talking about these very obscure NASCAR statistics <laughs> on Twitter? Gosh. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've always had, I don't want to say like the mindset for stats, but I mean, like I've always liked stats, mm -hmm. like even non NASCAR stuff, right? Like, you know, I talked about how I like cars. Um, mm -hmm. I remember having like this book back when I was a kid that just basically was like every page was just like a list of cars hmm. and then like the stats for them. So like I've always been a fan of that, I guess. And so it's natural for me to uh, want to look into the stats for everything that I'm interested in. So yeah. whether it be cars, whether it be um, like football, whether it be um even like when i did like the energy drink blog review thing like Inter that, wait whoa whoa, say, whoa, like, whoa 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 let's pause right. here okay <laughs> what 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 energy drink blog yeah so i used to review energy drinks actually like that was my thing i did before i got into nascar twitter like i've been on twitter since like 2008 and that was oh wow so if you look back in like 2010 like that's or like you know like a year between 2008 and 2012 like that's pretty much what i talked about you talked about uh, like energy drinks basically yeah i mean it was like super cringe <laughs> and it was, interesting but it was awesome though so I interesting mean, but even then, huh. there was some there was some stats i guess so, yeah. yeah um so okay all right so you go from energy drink twitter yeah, to yes. nascar twitter is that what happened pretty much yeah so huh. there was a really weird part in my life that i think lasted longer than i would like to think i guess where I did not watch NASCAR. And I think hmm. it, was some, it was some dumb reasoning where like, I thought it wasn't a sport or like just going around in circles and this is dumb. And hmm. I had liked NASCAR before, so it made no sense for me to go from hmm. like, liking NASCAR to not liking NASCAR. Um, but yeah, I did that. Um, and of course, probably maybe school got in the way uh, as well, but yeah. Yeah, actually, no, I don't think so. Um, I, think I'm, I think I'm just being stubborn about NASCAR at that point, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, and I think part of the reason, too, may have been Johnson's dominance. 
Because like mm. I would check the standings at the end of the year, and I'd be like, okay, this this guy, like, yeah, he's, he's back. he needs to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So mm. after I would say like the 2011 season, um, I did watch mm. the, the I did watch the 500 in 2012 because I remember the Montoya like jet dryer thing. Right, right. Like I do remember that, right? And then after the 500, I stopped watching it again, and uh... then yeah, and then. Towards the end of the year, this guy named Brad Kozlowski is challenging oh, Dewey Johnson, yes. and he's from Michigan. That's oh, where I'm from. And I'm like, okay. oh, okay. And I think the first NASCAR tweet you can find of me is from 2012 saying that Brad Kozlowski won the championship. So, huh. yeah, I'm like, okay, like, I- I'm-, I'm back now. This- Interesting. This yeah. Huh. So, and then that would explain why, is Brad kind of your main driver still now? Probably so, yes. Yeah. Uh, he's my number one. Yeah. Blaney's pretty close, though, but hmm. he's, he's not he's not number one just yet. So. so you've been, like, reestablished for the, like, Gen 6 area. I would say, yeah, I haven't. So you, you, yeah, just like, you just kind of, like, dipped out for the car tomorrow. <laughs> Apparently and <then> so. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to see this. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you had to pick an era to skip, that might uh, that might be the one to skip. <laughs> yeah, um, <I> <laughs> So, um, so you said you're kind of just generally into cars is, um, I think NASCAR is kind of your main racing series. Would you, would you agree with that? Uh, yes, absolutely. So do you follow like IndyCar, Formula One, IMSA, um, uh, at yes. all really? Yes, I would say, so my goal for myself is to be a jack of all trades for all motorsports. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know at least one driver for like basically every single motorsport pretty yeah much. yeah like yeah so but i mean yeah nascar's my favorite um because i just known about for a long time yeah um but everything else i mean i i literally will watch anything so yeah so for it's it's kind of interesting because i think that's kind of like uh not quite the like opposite route that i came to but i started watching nascar or i got into it i guess more for I didn't really care about the cars. I was more into it for the like just like this sport side of it. Um I don't know, I just think it's kinda interesting to hear how people um got down that route. Um so you said football's your kinda number two, right? I would say so, yeah. Yeah. Does that mean you're a Detroit Lions fan? Um unfortunately I have to be, I feel like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, there really isn't any other team that I would want to root for. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, the Lions all the way. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this year, um, I think, well, it started as boredom in the uh, NASCAR quarantine phase, but then in the summer it turned into me, uh, I guess, trying to distract myself from the main NASCAR storyline. I've dove down a couple of semi-irrelevant storylines to kind of entertain myself and one of these um is the 2011-2013 chase format um what is your thought on that 2011-2013 chase format being 10 drivers make it on points to make it on wins um it's the quote-unquote classic chase format 10 race playoff um but with the bonus points reflecting wins what do you think about that uh, yeah, it was a fine format. I mean, the only thing I could see with the two wild cards would be that if you like fluke your way into a win and you're in the top 20, then you get into the playoffs and have a yeah. shot. Like, I guess that's, that's, that's the only criticism I have for it. 
Mm -hmm. um but other than that yeah i mean it's a totally fine format honestly yeah um yeah i think what you could do though also is have like a similar format but okay so here's what i'm thinking is all right all right keep... that was my next question my next question is yeah. going to be what does your ultimate point system or format look like so gosh i don't know this is my ultimate well, i don't think i have an ultimate one but i did think about this one which i think would be interesting would be the points reset is exactly the same as it is now so for example like you get what is it, like two thousand points and then what's added is your playoff points to that right right so like that's exactly the same right only let's lower it to the top 12 drivers because okay yeah it's just, just the top 12 not like you get 10 and like there's two wild cards like just the top 12. Mm -hmm. so use the and, current format but it's like so like the win and you're in still Ooh, gosh um i would say or no. just top just 12 straight, on points just straight points top 12 on points make it simple so here let me do some let me do some research here let's see who that would have been this year after race 26 of the 2020 season uh, driver points before reset. That would have been Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Martin Shrix Jr., Joy Logano, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Eric Almarola, Kyle Busch, Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch, and Alex Bowman. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's a solid. That's that's a yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and then you just uh, do ten races, and whoever finishes out on top is the champion. So there nice. you go. Yeah. So you're you're still giving them the. Uh, the playoff points just right at the beginning exactly yeah 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 that's fine yeah. so it's 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 basically the same thing but you're uh you're dropping that wild card factor yeah i would yeah. say that that would be I, I would like that that'd be fine yeah all right so these are these are kind of the questions i've been asking everybody because i think it's interesting to hear everybody's um either reasoning or perspective behind them so let's say that um patrick mahomes nfl superstar with 500 kabillion dollars just coming to you saying <laughs> yeah. listen up avery we're starting a nascar team who are the four drivers that you target to start your team let's say silly season's pretty wide open okay hey, i assume i can pick literally anyone here right yeah yeah okay okay um so uh jackson <laughs> yes the uh schedule next year has mm -hmm. uh six road courses right that is true. And uh, there's a guy. Uh-huh. Not, not, not sure if you're aware of him because he's like kind uh -huh. of unknown, right? Uh-huh. But his name is Chase Elliott. Ah, yes. <laughs> Interesting. Uh... <laughs> I yeah. wonder, I've never heard of this man before. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, but he's kind of an up-and-comer. So, uh, uh -huh. you know. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I will pick Chase Elliott. Yeah, that's a, driver. that's a um, really good pick. I don't think, I'm not sure Alex or Zach picked him yeah i actually wrote down both of their final four oh. picks. you know their, their four playoffs for yes. four driver picks yeah yeah and they both picked alex bowman mm -hmm. and uh yeah um so alex bowman's good mm -hmm. uh he's, he's not he's not bad at all but also like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i don't know i mean he's gosh i i am not sold on him yet i mean he, he's good but he's not like he doesn't amaze me, right? Yeah. But if, I'm, yeah. if I'm wrong, then I will be the first to admit that I'm wrong because <laughs> he's a bad guy at all. So, um, yeah. All right, so we got um, Chase Elliott. That's, that's a really good pick. I mean, he has been very good on road courses. Yeah. Um, and then also being good on road courses helps at a place like Martinsville. We've seen that um, before. 
Um, exactly. A guy like Truex, AJ Allmendinger, um, good at road courses, good at Martinsville. I think you could, I mean, throw Jeff Gordon in there too with that same, uh, same mm-hmm. kind of idea. Yeah, it's a solid pick. Solid pick. So, I think next I want to pick someone who's like older but not too old, mm-hmm. and it's also really good. So I'll go with Kyle Busch. He'll, All be, right. he'll be my second driver. Yeah. Okay. And then third, I will pick. So okay, I was torn between picking two Xfinity guys. Mm. One of them is basically like the road course king. Okay. Okay. But I think he's too young right now. So okay. Austin Cedric okay. is a no go. All right. All I right. I will place him with Chase Briscoe. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Chase Briscoe's mm. the man. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we have two two chases on one team. Two so. chases. <laughs> two chases. All right. Well, you know what? You can use that for uh, I don't know some kind of sponsored thing. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then my final driver. Okay, I was torn between two Penske guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I really wanted to pick Brad Keselowski because he's right. my driver. Mm-hmm. But. Hmm. I'm going to pick Joey Logano. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean, I just, he's made the final four more times than Kozlowski. And honestly, like every stat would indicate that he's actually been better than Brad since going to Penske. Yeah. So, I mean, he just kind of actually has been better. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, So we got Logano, Kyle Busch, Chase Briscoe, Chase Elliott. I think that is pretty solid. I think you have a good balance of like, kind of joey as kyle joey and kyle as like veterans but they're not like kevin harvick like age you know Mm -hmm. and then you got uh the chases which could be around for a minute um and then only having one like rookie rookie is i think a good uh kind of situation that you've got yourself in there um which i think i don't know i'm really interested to see how this hendrick group that they're starting with next year um with Larson, which I mean, so that makes Larson the most experienced person on that team, right? Um, the new Hendrick squad. Uh, yeah, ooh. Because based uh, on like number of starts, ter- well, I guess maybe that's not true now. But he started in his first full season was I think fifteen. Chase's first full was sixteen, I think. So that's kind of interesting because you know you think across the board with other teams like. I guess not really RCR, but they're so small. I guess with the other major teams, you have somebody that's been there pre, somebody in NASCAR pre-Gen 6. I don't know. I just kind of like thought of this on the fly, but I mean, is that true? I think it is. I think so. Yeah. Without looking it up. I mean, yes. Although I think, wait, isn't Alex Bowman the most experienced at Hendrick now? I mean, not at Hendrick itself, but like, I mean, pure mm, cup starts though. mm, well, here, let me do another. I had Alex Bowman pulled up when I was looking at his road course stuff. Yeah. Pull him back up. Because he might have the most, he might have the most cup starts, actually. Because he was a rookie in, like, 2014, right? Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, because he ran the full 2014 season. So, yeah, so technically, I think that makes Bowman, he has 188 starts. Chase was at 184. Is that what I remember tweeting yesterday? Okay, but Kyle Larson got 223, so he is still the most. Yeah, so it's Kyle Larson. So, um, but yeah, that's interesting because at Penske, Brad and Joey are both pre-Gen 6. Uh, I mean, at Stuart Haas, you have 
Harvick, uh, and Almarola. Was it Almarola? Right? Wasn't he? Yes. Like yes. Yeah. Like I think so. yeah. Yeah. Like Tesla Love Tesla. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that yet. Um, so definitely a new identity for Hendrick has been established. We're kind of gone through the. We were definitely past the Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Jr. Hendrick. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it too. I'm curious to see how this because um they've this transition has not been going very well for them across the board generally, I would say. Um but maybe now that they've got everyone hopefully settled into their spots, no more switching numbers, no more moving stuff around, maybe they can actually set themselves up for um a decade or two of consistency at the top. I'll talk so. Yeah. All right. So the next question. Let's say you are a member of the France family and you can pretty much make any move in NASCAR that you want without many repercussions. What is it? What is your executive order? Stamp it, send it off, tweet about it. What is it? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I thought about this one too a little bit. Uh, I just, oh, my God. Uh, hmm. I was going to say like maybe add more road courses because I, I love road courses so mm -hmm. much. But I think six is fine right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I so think you don't want to, you don't want to spring too much, like because that's yeah like doubling it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think mine. I think mine's going to focus on the package. I think it will. The package. Yeah. Capital T, capital P, the package. Yeah, the package. <laughs> um, gosh. You know, I'm just going to keep it simple and say we're just we're not doing 550 horsepower uh, we're doing yeah we're just not yeah i i i'm tempted to go to like 900 or just say oh my God. like a thousand horsepower <laughs> or whatever but like, okay maybe not <laughs> um so i'd say like the 750 package yeah like the way it is right now like this, that but just every race sure yeah. why not just yeah are you keeping fine. are you keeping the spoiler Mm, the spoiler will be the same as it is in the mm -hmm. 750 package right now uh, so yeah, yeah I, think that's, I think that's fine all right there you have it bring him back the horsepower mm -hmm. um <laughs> i it's um the whole selling point with this reduced horsepower was that it was the goal was to reduce cost like increase parity and like attract a new manufacturer which like obviously the next gen car hasn't launched yet and this was just like a stepping stone to that but so far we haven't heard any serious rumors about a new engine coming in and parity i mean has only increased because restarts are stupid but in the long run it's kind of the same thing i mean would you agree with that like yeah so um, far it hasn't been doing what it was supposed to I think the only parity you can find would be when a driver stays out on old tires right. and has clean air. Exactly. Win with the 15th fastest car because clean air is at Austin Dillon. It's ridiculously, <laughs> yeah, ridiculously OP. So, yeah, it's it's just such an interesting. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. We could talk about the package forever, but you really can. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So next uh next question this is i feel i kind of i kind of like branding this one as like the big one so the year is okay so the 2020 season is almost over mm -hmm. um so your your mission now is to predict 
I, I thought it was just going to be predict one, but Zach and Alex both predicted multiple, so maybe that's what it's going to be. But I want you to predict a 2025 champion in any racing series. You get to pick the series. Just pick the champion. Okay. Um, we'll keep it simple. People with NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And so David Smith yes. uh, says that the age 39 season is right. the best season for a driver on average. Okay, mm-hmm. There are some outliers there, of course, but on average, that's your best season. So yes. I looked and I looked, I go, okay, which driver is going to be 39 in 2025? Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, there is a guy, one guy, I believe. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's uh, it's Reed Sorensen. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. So, no. this is gonna be an um, interesting five years. If you know, what, let me tell you, this this next gen car is gonna have some serious parody if we end up with Reed Sorensen as the 2025 champion. Okay, but, but no, it's actually not. Um, I mean, yeah, he is turning 39, but yeah. um, that's, ah. that's not the oh, guy. he actually is turning 39. He actually is literally. Um, oh, but there is a guy who was turning, I believe, 40 in mm-hmm. 2025, which is pretty close to that number. Right. And his name's Kyle Busch. Yes. So uh, I'm just gonna keep it simple and say Kyle Busch, 2025 champion. And All right. yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. This format, right? Because we know like the best best driver doesn't always win the championship, like right. statistically right. speaking. So I will say, even if Kyle Busch does not actually win the title, he will be the best driver in 2025. Mm. So there uh. you go. Wow, so you're, you're add, an, <laughs> add an extra. Well, I'm saying, I mean, I think that's like an extra layer of confidence, even. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, uh, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, so that is the first um, of the three cup champion predictions so far. That is the first Kyle Bush, um, which I don't think it's going to be the last either. Um, yeah, I think that's a very, very solid pick. Um, definitely see that one going the right way. Um,. I guess that I guess that's all my uh, my big questions. Um, do you have any other thoughts about motorsports, big picture right now? Uh, how things are going in the present? How you see things going in the future? Um, nothing I can think of right now. I mean, no. we we can talk about the whole you know Kevin Harvick and you know not making the final four thing for like the next. You know, hours, what, you know but... what you know what you know what okay see i started doing this show and i was like i don't want to talk too much about current news but i think you know what let's talk about it okay. all right let's do it let's talk about it let's talk about this let's talk about the current playoff format i feel like it's such a it is it's a big picture discussion i think oh, yeah, um fine. and i've been kind of wanting to uh i don't know it's hard to tweet out thoughts about it but my my thing okay so here basically okay breaking down the situation kevin harvick has missed the 2020 championship four after leading the series in wins and along with Denny Hamlin being the drivers of the year, he has separated himself from Hamlin late in the regular late in the regular season. Kevin Harvick, championship favorite, totally flops in the playoffs. Um, because of this system, you have to perform consistently in these three race sets. He did not do that this round. He honestly hadn't been doing it the whole time. And now he has missed the championship four. So, yeah. Um, I think it is what it is. He flopped. He missed. Too bad. Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I under, I totally understand people's frustration with the format. Like, yeah. I, I, I am not the biggest fan myself. But there's also people who say, like, you know, it's not fair. And it's, I, I just don't see how it's 
not not fair, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I don't know. Just everyone plays by the same rules, right? Right. So, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, they they just had a bad round of eight, yeah. and just they didn't they didn't get it done. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's frustrating. It's weird to think. Yes, the format should be changed totally, but also um, I did hear a good argument from Eric Eastep. From, mm-hmm. uh, for not changing the format. And it was that NASCAR has changed the format like once every like three or four years. Right, right, when exactly. You keep, when you keep changing it, that in and of itself diminishes exactly the, uh, the integrity. So I think if you had this format for like t- the next 20 years, 30 years, hopefully NASCAR still around by then. Um, I'm sure <laughs> Honestly, but, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure it'll be in some in some capacity. Uh-huh. Um, but if you had this format, um, you know, for for that long, then people will just start to get used to it and go, "Okay, this is this is what it is." Like this is how we exactly, about. exactly. Like, this is just like either like I'm not one of those people to say, you know, if you don't like it, don't watch because that's silly. Um, and you're more than welcome to criticize the sport. Totally, I totally get it. Um, but I don't know what to tell those people that just hate the format so much that they're just like, I'm, I don't know. It's like, don't, don't watch it then, I guess. I, I, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I, mean, it's I don't want to like, say that, but like, but like, it's what like, can you do? If you really hate it that much, why are you putting yourself through it? <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, I get that. Like, you know, you like, you care so much about it and you've been watching for years, but like, this is the seventh year of this format. Mm-hmm. And, Every single possible indicator is pointing to NASCAR committing to this entertainment over sport idea. There exactly. is, other than playoff points, which I would just, which it was technically just an added entertainment because of stages, but they turned it into a sport thing to, I think, calm some people. It calmed me for a while. Mm-hmm. But every single change that they've made in, like, I mean, essentially the last, like, 10 years has been dedicated to putting entertainment over sport. Right? I mean, that's just the route they're going down. And if you don't like it, then stop watching, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not telling you to stop watching, but, like, I I agree with what you're saying. Just, like, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely don't want to tell people to stop watching, but I guess that's, like, a suggestion to people. Yes, yes. Right? It's, like, I want to keep, I want you to keep watching totally, but. I also also want you to be happy. So yeah, don't stretch yourself, don't stretch yourself out, man. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it also. Um, this is this was part of my. I've, I've started calling it the Talladega Enlightenment when oh, I had yeah, my yeah. big breakdown at Talladega. Is <laughs> I basically realized like a NASCAR championship is a NASCAR championship, like that's what it is. Like it is not supposed to be a Formula One championship yeah. where you do it for the whole year and you have to finish top ten to score points. And, like, a Formula One championship is not the same thing as an IndyCar championship. Like, your car matters a lot more in F1 than it does in IndyCar. Of course, your car still matters in IndyCar, but it doesn't matter as much as it does in F1. And so having an F1 championship at this moment means you were given a good car and you took advantage of it. That's that's pretty accurate, yeah. Which, I guess, I shouldn't say given a good car. You earned a good car and took advantage of it. Exactly. Um, and in NASCAR, it means being, it means winning races 
most of the time mm-hmm. or being <laughs> extremely consistent in very specific situations. <laughs> exactly. That's just what it means. And the thing is, like, there's a lot of people, too. I won't say a lot, but there's I've seen some takes where they'll say, like, you know, championships don't matter to a driver or if they don't win the championship and they have a dominant season, then they, you know, won't care. And yeah, I guess if you have a dominant season and you don't win the title, it does not define you as a driver that year. Totally not. But you cannot tell me that championships don't matter to drivers. Right. I mean, Joey Logano, Martin yeah. Truex Jr., yeah. Kyle Busch when he won his first, like they all cried when they won the championship. Right, yeah. It's like, there's you cannot tell me it doesn't matter to them. Well, that's it. it. That is the goal. Like, you win races to put yourself in a position for the championship. And that's what the championship for is all about. You've set yourself up for this position. Now you have to take advantage. You have to pounce at Phoenix. Exactly. It's, you are working towards that. If you are not, what are you working towards if it's not the championship? Like, ultimately. So, Um, and I also think it's interesting, just like, of course, they're going to want to win the championship because like right now we're remembering the big three from 2018 because that's, you know, it's, it's fresh, but 10 years from now, if you say 2018, it's going to trigger back to Joey Logano. It's not going to go back to Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr. Like the championship is a single name associated with like the year. That's just kind of how it works. I think, well, even for me right now, like I look back at 2018 and I think of it as the year where Joey Logano took down the big three. Like, yeah, I think, um, yeah. Big three is, I think the big three is always going to be yeah. in the in the ether, I guess. Right. Um, but I still think of Joey Logano. I mean, right. he, he just he drove an awesome race and, yep. and he got did, done. He did so. what he had to do at Martinsville. He did what he had to do at Homestead. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is that's what a NASCAR championship is. So Exactly. And value it as you wish. But don't think NASCAR is going to change because of what you said on Twitter. Um, That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right. Well, that was a that was a good, uh, good. I feel like, productive discussion on what has been a pretty nasty Twitter topic the last, uh, I guess, few years. I was going to say few days, but it's been, <laughs> no, it's been, it's been longer than long that. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for being on the show today. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And that concludes uh, my conversation with Avery. I had a really good time. I'm glad we talked about the Kevin Harvick situation. Um, When I started this show this year, I kind of told myself it was going to be more about big picture stuff. Um, I was kind of worried that was too newsy, but uh, we kind of turned it around. It was a big picture conversation. Um, Anyway, thanks for checking out the show today. If you want to follow Avery on Twitter, he is at Avery Hage, just like that. Uh, Hage, H-A-G-E. Um, I'm at underscore J Todd 14 underscore. And I guess that's it. Have an excellent uh, rest of your day, everybody. <laughs>